Welcome to episode 92 of the ABC GCI Coffee Break podcast. My name is Allison Jackson, joined by Mike Maloney and Kayla Rodriguez-Santiago. I wanted to say thank you to our presenting partner, Haztech, and our lightning round sponsor, the ABC Mass Membership Committee. Mike, tell us a little bit about our partners this month. Last couple of weeks, we've been lucky enough to be sponsored by Haztech Inc. They are the um, largest and most diverse full-time safety experts in North America. They've been on for 25 years, and they've been partnering with their clients to solve their safety challenges and support their sites. Uh, you can learn more by visiting HaztechInc.com. And then continuing with our membership drive, the lightning round is sponsored by the ABC Massachusetts Membership Committee. And uh, next week's guests will be Venus Williams and Jim Abbott from the committee. Uh, Jim Abbott's the chair chairman of the of the membership committee. We're looking to uh, try to get 27 more companies to join ABC Mass to hit that 500 members strong. So uh, pretty awesome. Uh, this week, uh, we're, we're joined by Bill Duguay. But before we get to that, we're going to talk to the folks over at CE Painting. They're having a golf tournament coming up. It's a fundraising golf tournament. So we'll hear from them. Welcome back to the podcast, uh, our friend Eric Cruz from CE Painting and Cruz and & Company, and he's here to talk to us today about an amazing opportunity for our listeners to take part in the golf tournament. So, Eric, tell us all about the golf tournament. Uh, well, thanks, Mike, uh, for once again for having us back here again just to talk about this. It means a great deal to us on many levels. We've been partnering Make-A-Wish uh, for a couple of years now. Fantastic charity. It gives kids the opportunity to do things and, and to get wishes uh, that they've always wanted to do. And usually they're coming out of an illness or something that's been that's happened very challenging in their life. And it's a extremely impactful organization. All the money goes to the charity. Uh, and um, we've granted in the past couple of years for them. Uh, I think eight, eight to 10 wishes for these kids to do all kinds of awesome stuff, whether it's going to Disney World, going to Hawaii, uh, uh, doing whatever it is that, that makes their dreams come true after after having a lot of their childhood taken away from them. So our golf tournament is on October 16th uh, for CE Painting. We have a lot of great sponsors already who have uh, stepped up to, to help and donate. And I'm just going to call some of those out. Cranshaw, PC Construction, DPR, Ben Moore, Sean Williams, BLW Engineers, Strategic Builders, North Point Construction, Salmon B, Emerald Light Construction, many other individual golfers. We're going to have probably between 70 and um, and uh, 100 golfers there, uh, 18 holes at Sky Meadow in New Hampshire. It's a great course. We had an absolute blast last year. It'll be a dinner to follow. Um not a huge, huge investment to be able to help this great charity. And uh, if, if people want to sign up, all they got to do is go to info at cepaint.com, info at cepaint.com, shoot us an email, and we will get you all the information you need to get signed up. Or you can search us on LinkedIn if you want. But info at cepaint.com, we'll, we will send you all the information you need for our tournament. All right. So it's October 16th at Sky Meadow, New Hampshire. It's you called got make, it. make a putt for make a wish. Let's see it. what we can do. Let's see what we can do to help uh, our friends up there at CE Painting and Eric Cruz. All right, Eric, thanks a lot. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Mike. Really appreciate it. Thanks so much. All right. Oh. All right. Welcome to the podcast, my friend, Mr. Bill Duguay 
from EOS Worldwide. He's an ABC New Hampshire Vermont member, and we're proud to have him on the podcast with us this week. Bill, welcome. Mike, thanks for making time for me today. I'm excited to be here. And I appreciate you making the time to come on. I know it's um, you know, crazy time of the year for everybody, but why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and EOS Worldwide? Because a lot of people may not be familiar with what you guys provide. Sure. Thank you. So my name is Bill DeGay, and I'm an EOS implementer. EOS is the entrepreneurial operating system. And before you start thinking it's software, it's not. It's just a simple system with proven tools to help you run a better business and truly get control of your business. Grew up here in Massachusetts, went to UMass Amherst. My background's as a civil engineer and to work my way through college, I worked for my dad and we were doing landscaping, home remodels, pouring driveways, sidewalks, putting on roofs, turning basements into bedrooms and turning garages into living rooms and just working with the tools. And uh, that work ethic allowed me to grow as a civil engineer all the way from the bottom, straightening them nails and pushing a broom for my dad all the way to CEO, chairman of the board of a fairly large civil engineering construction company. Wow. That's, that's a, that's a crazy story that, that it's <laughs> wild. So um, what made you want to get into what you're doing now? I mean, what was it about the EOS worldwide platform that you wanted to be part of? Yeah, I had never heard about EOS and I was in a performance excellence peer group in a company I was running and some of the members started talking about their frustrations with the business. And these are pretty sophisticated, large businesses, been around for a long time. And they were sharing our performance excellence group that, you know, they were stuck. They weren't on the same page. They're having cash issues. Just they'd hit a ceiling and they started talking about EOS and I'd never heard about EOS. So I went up to them afterwards, talked about, hey, what's this EOS stuff? I flew out to see them, got it to see it in person, bought the books, and started doing EOS in my company without telling anybody it was EOS, but doing some of the core principles, having regular meetings, talking about money, setting goals, really starting to drive discipline, focus, and accountability. And that company was an ESOP, employee-owned company, and ESOPs go through annual valuations. And with the leadership team, we doubled the value of the company in my last years there, or value of the trust my last years there. So start of COVID, it was time for me to come back to Massachusetts and bring my family back. We'd been gone a long time and all of our families here and started saying, what do I love to do? Well, I love working with leadership teams, love working with contractors, I'll always be a road hand and found a way to run a business better. That's not too complicated. At that same time, I was taking classes at university of Texas, Macomb school of business, top B school in the country, uh, taking classes at Harvard and executive education and just filling my head with theory and concepts. And like I said, I'm, I'm a road hand. I just need to, how do we simplify this? How do we get direct? How do I, turning into results quick. As contractors, what do we want? We want to see our efforts turn into results pretty darn quick. And EOS resonated with me. And so now I get to work with leadership teams every day. For me, it's where the sense of excitement, that sense of urgency and passion really and, exists in our economy. And how about, um, you know, as a, as a, as a way to describe it, I guess, what are some ways that, Maybe there's a bit of this 
everybody who runs a business thinks they're running the best business, correct? And then, oh, yeah, you're right. You know, I, I've worked for lots of small businesses, right? And the people I work for say, ah, I worked for one guy. He said, oh, you know, all these fancy schmancy college kids in the degrees. And I, I went, they know what they're doing, right? They went to school for this, right? You, you're, you're just a guy who's, you know, he thinks that more money coming in is better than more money going out, right? That's what he, that's how he thinks he's running a successful business, right? So the ideas of meetings and like putting the right people in place and surrounding yourself with right people and have some goals was totally awkward and totally new to him. What are some ways that you bring EOS to a business or a business reaches out to you and says, I want to try EOS? How do you get them to, to buy into what you're trying to do? Yeah, super, Mike. So let's yeah. unpack a couple of things you said here. First one was, what I heard was a sense of community. We're not used to having meetings. We're not used to embracing conflict and having tough conversations. As contractors, what do we want to do? Wrap duct tape around it, tie it up with bail and wire, and just get back to work and figure it out. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know, and there's, there's parts of that that is great, and there's parts of that is like, oh, my goodness, we can't run a truly successful business with that kind of thinking. Yep. So when somebody says, hey, we're running great, we got the best system, Every you're absolutely right. Every organization has a system they run their business on, whether they know it or not. So you can ask yourselves a couple questions, and I have a 20-question survey that I can send to anybody who's curious about, hey, can we take a fresh look at how well are we running our business? And ask yourself, do you have a clear 10-year picture, a 10-year plan. What do you want to look like 10 years from now? How about three years? Do you have a clear picture in your mind's eye, revenue, profit? How big of an organization you want to be in three short years from now? How about your one-year plan? Is your one-year plan clearly aligned with your leadership team? Can every one of them, if we went and asked them right now, tell me what it is. Well, Tell me what the building blocks are to achieve your long-range goals and then break it down into smaller chunks. Hey, what's your priorities over the next 90 days? Are you clearly aligned? And some companies will say, absolutely, here it is. And that's fantastic that they've gotten on the same page. So I think of it as creating a clear, compelling vision for the organization. Where are you going and how are you going to get there? Do your people, especially your leadership team, understand it? Do they want to be part of it? Does it resonate with them? And more importantly, in today's day and age, where it's quiet quitting, you know, this mindset of people don't want to work, do they understand how the work that they do fits in with the bigger picture? And is there systems in place to recognize that contribution and reward it? Hmm. And there's all degrees of yes or no. Some people be good at parts and not good at others. And many companies are successful in spite of themselves, just kind of getting up every day, putting the effort in. If it didn't work out today, I'll just get up earlier tomorrow and work harder. I'll put a couple more people on the job and right. we'll just muscle it through. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. about right. Yep. That works. It does work. But not day after day. That's right. not tenable. It's not sustainable for our people. It's not sustainable for the company. So how do you do it differently? And yeah, then when you send that twenty question kind of a survey out to a potential you know client of yours, and they come back and they answer it, and then you can kind of decide where to go from there. Correct? 
Yeah. So part of that is yes and no. So I send a survey after they've agreed to work. And you can, I can do it right now for anybody. It's free online. There's no cost, no obligation. But the bigger aspect of this, Mike, is to get you thinking yourself critically, how are we as a business and as a team performing? And when you get feedback from the other people in your leadership team, right now, say you got five people on your leadership team, most organizations got five versions of the vision for the organization, five versions of where they're going and how they're going to get there, and five versions of what's got to happen in the next 90 days. I'm trying to even like put it in context of us here. I'm sure that if you did that same survey, mm-hmm. you'd get the same thing. That's crazy. Yeah. That's why. It's it it doesn't matter how big the company, yeah. what market you're in, what service or products, it's human energy. How aligned is the human energy? focused on the goals of the organization. Have you ever had a company that had no goals as an organization? Have you, you know, do you have a story that maybe <laughs> someone that, like I've, I've, I've worked for several, but like, well, you know, yeah, yeah. The, the, so the, the goal is to make as much money as possible. All right. Well, that's, that's, a, yeah. that's, that's everybody's goal. But like you said, mm-hmm. what's the roadway to get there? Do you have a good yeah. story of someone you, that you brought on board that had like no goal and had lots of goals? Absolutely. And part of that is my own story. You described it a little bit earlier. You talked about cash on hand. You know, every Monday morning, what's my cash balance? And yep. seeing that cash balance rise was just, <laughs> that was the benchmark. That's right. Not cash flow, not accruals, not any of the other metrics that as we get into it deeper, become more important. And not to say that that's wrong, but it won't keep you out of trouble and it won't help you reach your goals as a person as teams and as an organization. So absolutely. When I work with companies and clients, they all want something different. Some want to work on succession planning. You know, construction is huge with family ownership. If we're fortunate, there's a second generation. If we're even more fortunate, there's a third generation. And we've all seen the statistics of failure in the generational turnover that it gets tougher and tougher beyond the second generation to stay family owned. Right. So some just want to be on the same page, having those conversations that quite frankly, they haven't had before. Um, well, how do we get the parents out of the organization? How yep. do we truly hand over control and all the ownership stuff that's got to happen in the background with finances, but really to transition leadership. Other clients are looking to grow. They want to scale. How do they leverage who they are into a bigger footprint. Others want to just operate at a higher level. It's a competitive market out there. And I'm not, it's competitive, all levels competing for work, competing for our price point and our value proposition, competing for people, managing our supply chains. Everything is tougher today than it was three years ago or five years ago. And at the same time, we are faced with enormous opportunity. Why do you think companies, maybe even the construction or even the trades as a whole, are, are having such a hard time finding people? So whether it be a labor all the way up to senior management, why do you think? A couple of reasons. And some of it have been here for a long time, and we're just realizing it now. We haven't invested in trade schools. We haven't invested in your program where 70 companies are putting 600 apprentices through the trades to be deliberate about protecting 
our way of life to the point that college is the only path forward for many people. You know, they don't understand there's a viable way to make a living, a challenging career, a rewarding career in the trades and building stuff. And as a society, when something works, we don't pay much attention to it. Right. So our transportation system works other than some potholes and we're happy with it. We don't really understand how it got there. That's right. What's the funding mechanism? You know, and every one of us used it. We got fresh water in our house. The when we flushed the toilet, it went yep. somewhere. Yep. The electricity powers our fridge. All these things made possible by the trades, who for one or two generations have lived in the background. My right. dad was in the trades, proud to be in the trades. My wife's dad was in the trades, proud to be in the trades. And it was a viable way of supporting our families, their right. families, and pre- creating that quality of life. And we got to get back to that. And it's not just wages. Wages have made tremendous improvements. Right. It's what do senior people want out of their workspace, as well as younger generations or transitional employees coming from other trades or crafts or backgrounds or careers who might consider working in construction? How do we create that environment that people want to be part of? Right. That's right. Yeah. We, we talk about even here. We this morning we had our meeting this morning. We, you know, we've got we've got trade classes. You know, where there's thirty sheet metal students apprentices, mm-hmm. right? Some yeah. of them work for company X, company Z, company Y, right? And then one of the companies always like, I don't, I don't want to send my students to your classroom because people poach them. Uh, well, then I want to say to them, well, what, what do you offer that they don't offer? Well, they're offering benefits, and they offer a four day work week, and they give four hundred one k. And I'm like. Why don't you do that? <laughs> you don't want yeah. to lose people. Right. right? Or we had it here. We, you know, we, we for, and you, you're aware of this, right? Apprentices have always worked during the day and go to school at night. That's just how it's always been, right? My father mm-hmm. was an electrician for 100 years. That's what he did. That we're trying to something new, whereas maybe they come to school for quarter life. Maybe the students come to work uh, to, to class during the day. So we have electrical classes going on here in Woburn during the day. And one of the guys, one of the people in the contracts was like, yeah, I'm so sick of losing guys to the union. What does the union offer? Well, they offer benefits and they offer a four-day work week. They offer daytime training. I said, we're offering you daytime training right here. You can come during the day if you make the culture better. Have you seen any companies that just don't have a culture, you know, and and don't, and like I said, old school guys, like you said, just put your pants on, put your, put your big boy suspenders on, put your boots on. It's, it, listen, it's pouring rain. It's 10 degrees below zero. We're working. Someone says, I don't like to work in the cold. I don't want to work. I don't want to get wet. I don't want to get dirty. Have you seen anybody with no culture, try to turn that around. Absolutely. The most successful companies do that. And culture is something we can design with intent. So I know that sounds like B-school kind of, you know, MBA type of stuff. But the more we can be intentional about our culture, how we run our business, who we surround ourselves with, the less we leave to chance. Right. (laughs) Oh, they're poaching my people. We'll dig into that. Why are they poaching your people? Is it culture? Is it wages? Is it work conditions? Is it your safety culture? Is it your level of leadership and quality of leadership at the lowest and mid-levels of the organization? Is there a plan that people understand? All these things that we can be intentional about. Right. And to the extent we get out of that mindset, just work harder. 
you know, that's what I did for 20 years and I never complained. I was happy to have a job. That stuff got us to where we are today, but it will not get us where we need to go in the future as a career choice for people considering construction and as contractors and the associated trades to thrive moving forward. Yeah, you're right. Uh, okay, so back to EOS a little bit. So what mm -hmm. are some things that EOS, some more things that EOS can help, you know, and you like you said, it doesn't matter if you're a small business with five employees or a, a large business with, you know, what, what's how big can we go here? How big yeah. can you help? You know, there's multinational publicly traded companies running on EOS. You know, it's, it's, it's really the commitment of the leadership team to get a grip on a business. So many of the companies come to work with us are frustrated with something about the business. They feel the business is running them instead of them running the business. They don't have time to do other stuff. They just, it's 24 seven. They're answering emails at 10 o'clock at night. They're getting up at 435 in the morning, checking the weather, clickety, clickety, click, you know, making calls. And they don't have time for family. They don't have time for their health, which is a huge concern. They don't have nice. time for their mental health, which is a real issue in our industry. They might be facing cash flow issues. You know, they got backlog, but they're not making any money. Why is that? They're frustrated with their people. They don't feel their people are on the same page, that everybody's kind of doing their own thing. And then, you know, as much as they jump on the bandwagon and yell and shout and have Taco Tuesdays or whatever, <laughs> right? people yeah. aren't on the same page That's and right. they get even more frustrated. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Now, I'm not saying it's simple but it doesn't have to be complicated to run a better business and get control of it and create an environment that people want to be part of and build resilience into the company. COVID was a big hit. What's next? If we don't think something's next yeah. is we're better head in the sand. It might be even bigger than COVID. Yep. How do we build resilience? How do we take on risk? How do we really have a plan and be delivered about our plan to have resilience built in our organization when these external things pop up, because they're going to pop up. Now, how about from, uh, from, cause you, you're a business owner too. What are some, um, what is a piece, you know, one major piece of advice you would give to someone who doesn't have a system like EOS in place? What is a one piece of advice you give them? Yeah. So this was one of the biggest pieces of advice I got. And when I got it, I was like, ready to throw down like that's not me there's no way you yep. know like, what are right. you talking about <laughs> yep. and here's what it was don't be the bottleneck don't be the roadblock to growth and what they were saying was i got to let go of the vine i got to trust the people around me i got to invest in them i have to give them authority accountability and leeway of what they're accountable for in the organization and support them on that journey. And so think about what you're talking about. Old school, do it yep. my way or the highway. Yep. Just do it. We don't got time to train. Don't got time to invest. I got nothing yep. written down. It's all in my head from yep. what clients we want. How do we bid work? Thinking about margin and all these other things. And again, those things got us to where we are today. And some of us are very successful in spite of ourselves, but it's not going to, build that resilience and allow us to thrive moving forward with a dynamic workforce. 
All right. So uh, in the back, in your background, it says strong and six business challenge. Can you talk about that for a few minutes here? Like what is the strong and six business challenge for those that are listening? This is background. I'm pretty intrigued by that. Uh, Super. What do you, what, what is that? So something myself and EOS worldwide are doing worldwide to raise awareness, how to look at your business differently. So when we say strong and six, EOS feels there are six key components of your business, the vision component, getting everybody on the same page with where you're going and how you're going to get there. People component, making sure you, you have the right people in the right seats. The data component, running your business on facts and figures, not egos and emotions and subjective data that quite frankly, so often drives <laughs> decision-making in entrepreneurial organizations. And then the issues component, really building an environment where everybody's comfortable raising their hand, saying they got an issue, and teaching them how to prioritize and solve our issues instead of duct tape and bail and yep. wire yep. to finally tackle those things and make them go away. And the process component process is about doing our most important stuff the right and best way each and every time, getting it out of our head and actually documenting, simplifying, making it easier to manage and onboard and get people up to speed faster with what's the right way to do stuff around here. Yep. And the traction component, which is building a 90 day world to create focus and accountability and chunks and then in, inside that, having a meeting pulse, a weekly meeting pulse, that when it's done properly, will keep us on the same page, keep us aligned, drive team health, and keep us on track for our quarterly, annual, and longer-term goals, and just being relentless about it. You know, when I say be relentless about it, some people say, oh, you know, it's your business. For many of us, when it's family owned, generationally owned, it's family yeah. wealth that we're talking about. It's, yep. you know, investors that we're talking about. It's all these moving aspects of it. And we just got to be relentless in our pursuit of running a great business. Love it. All right. So if anybody wants to um, reach out to you and get that survey or get started in the process, how can they do that? Super simple. Bill.Dugay, D-U-G-U-A-Y at EOSWorldwide.com. Just shoot me a note or give me a call, 832-221-9754. I'm a help first kind of person. I'll get you the resources you're looking for. If it resonates with you, let's have a conversation. Love it. And that, that's what, you know, podcasts and ABC memberships all about, right? Help more on networking. But now mm-hmm. comes uh, everyone's super favorite part of the podcast. Is- oh, I got to get ready here. We're asking 10 rapid fire questions. We tend not to like the passes. We like, you know, some answers. If you have to pass, whatever. We don't, we don't judge. Some of the, some of these guys, this is groundbreaking journalism, right? This is groundbreaking. <laughs> uh, if you were to have your own late night talk show, who would you invite as your first guest? Uh, dead or alive. Dead or, anybody. Dead or alive. Ronald Reagan. Oh, see, that's a, that's another great one. Um, if aliens landed on Earth tomorrow and offered to take you home with them, would you go? No. We've got enough chaos here. Oh, all right. Uh, 60s, the 70s, 80s, or 90s, which decade, which decade do you love the most and why? Uh, probably the 80s. Uh, in the 80s, I was 10 foot tall and bulletproof. Just didn't know any better. Oh, I love the 80s. I'm an 80s, uh, 80s kid. <laughs> Favorite sandwich and why? I would say a... Uh, a Spucky, and you got to be in, in Boston or South Boston and know about a Spucky. And I would say uh, a steak and cheese Spucky. Oh, love from it. 
an old town place in Southie. Have to have that for lunch now, I guess. Uh, what would be the most surprising scientific discovery imaginable? Cure for Alzheimer's and dementia. Yeah. Uh, which uh, what fictional family would you be a member of? Fictional being make believed. Uh, like on TV or in a movie or in a yeah, book? TV, books, anything you want. Comic books, science fiction, fantasy, whatever family you can think of. <laughs> I'd say the Jetsons. You know, they had right. cool stuff. They got to do cool things. That's right. I mean, they, they often could say them. They were like telling the future, right? Because they had, you know, FaceTiming and, you know, we're waiting for the flying cars, right? There's no yeah. flying cars. And the yet. jingle that now I said that's going to be in your head the rest of the day. I could sing it. I could sing the Jetsons song if I had to. <laughs> um, favorite breakfast food? I would say a uh, bacon, egg, and cheese taco, breakfast Ooh. taco. Uh, what with, book with a salsa verde? Ooh, man! See, two food questions. Now I'm hungry. Uh, what book or movie have you read or seen recently that you would recommend, and why? Ten X is easier than two X. Oh, and I'd cool. recommend that to anybody who feels stuck and wants to get some clarity in their head. How do I get unstuck? Ten X is easier than two X. All right, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna write that down. I, I ask you a question about that afterwards. Um. Are you a cat person or a dog person? Dog. Uh, weirdest food you've ever eaten, and would you eat it again? Weirdest food? Yeah, weirdest food. Uh, so I spent a bunch of time on the southern border, and in every culture, you eat different stuff. And so one of the jobs I had on Saturdays, they would do barbacoa. And barbacoa in South Texas is a whole cow head cooked underground overnight, and you bring the whole cow head in and you put it on the table and everybody stands around with a whole bunch of tortillas and salsa and stuff and just kind of grabs at it. And the prize part of the cow head is the eyeball. Yep. And if you pass up an eyeball in some cultures, there's no second chances. Wow. You better eat the eyeball. Bill, something's going on with this lightning round. That's three food questions. Three. Food yeah, answers. yeah. I think we have to go eat barbacoa for for lunch. Right? Um, if you could, uh, oh, not, I was going to ask you a food question. I'm not asking that one. If you could sing karaoke, if you have to sing karaoke, what song would you pick? I would say uh, something by the Stones, like Painted Black, something like Ooh, that. Nice. And then uh, because it's the coffee break podcast, we'll ask you how do you like your coffee? Black, hot. Large, and then one last question because you're a Patriots fan. Uh, let's get your prediction on the Patriots' season-ending record. Where, where do they sit? Do you think? I'm writing this down. I'm going to say 11 wins, making it to the playoffs. Wow, that's earth-shattering. 11 and six. Hey, why not? Go big or go home. What am I going to do? Be a Jets fan? Like, am I going to pack up my stuff and move and south? Six. You think they're going to win 11 games? <laughs> what? I don't know. Wow, Bill, that's a swing for a, defenses. That's a bold you prediction. Do. Wow, <laughs> wow, that's my mind is blown today. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking they might be lucky to win six games, but I don't know. Six will take it. All right. Well, it sounds like you and me got to have a conversation in December. All right. All right. I don't know. It's gonna be, a, it's gonna be five and twelve. I think. All right. I'm writing that down. We'll come back and visit this. But this is Bill Dugay from uh, EOS Worldwide, ABC New Hampshire, Vermont member, and he's out there to help companies. Perform better. So if you need to help, need his help, reach out to Bill. Bill, thanks for coming on. Thanks for making time for me. Hey, you know, the other thing we didn't talk about, Mike, quick, 
Yep. We are all walking billboards for our industry. And joining an industry association is something all of us can do and recommend to others to help us spread the word about our people issue, bringing people into the trades, getting excited about us. And we all have a role to play in that. That's a great, that's a great uh, thing to end this with, because as you know, as an ABC mass chapter here, we're ramping up for our membership drive in October. So like you said, you know, every, every, person has a part to play in this and you know if uh, we brought in one person two people whatever you know it just makes the association stronger makes the network stronger and that's why you do what you do what i do what i do it's the passion for the trades you know meeting people getting people out there you know um you know in, in the next you know 50 to 100 years when i'm long gone you know who knows if they'll the robots could take over by then right and then it'll be you'll be hard pressed to have chat gpt you know fix your toilet <laughs> right all right that's but, bill thanks bill coming on appreciate you very much and uh we'll hear from you soon all right thanks everybody thanks for having me on that was awesome thank you bill for chatting with us you know it's always a pleasure but now we're just going to head right into the trainings oh what do we have so october is coming up fast when this episode drops you will have one week left to register for the 608 universal certificate training program um, if you have not signed up for this class, make sure that you get into it. It's a super popular one, and I am not sure when we're going to be holding another one. Um, probably not until 2024, maybe springtime. That's going to be on October 7th, so next Saturday, um, 8 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the ABC GCI Woburn office. It's 99 bucks. Get in, get your certificate, get out, have a Saturday. Um, then we're going to have a plan rating class, October 10th, 12th, and 17th. You do have to attend all three sessions to get the all the information that you need to learn. Um, that's going to be held in Franklin at Tri-County Regional Vocational Technical High School. Then we have a new class on the schedule. It's called Adult Mental Health First Aid. That's going to be October 16th and 18th. It's a Monday and a Wednesday. Um, and this is a new class that we're holding. Basically, it's a skilled trades, uh, skills based training course that teaches participants to identify, understand, and respond to mental health and substance use challenges. So, September being um, Suicide Prevention Month, this is a really great class to get into and also to send your employees to just to you know, know what to do in the event of having somebody that is struggling in the workplace or just in your realm of existence. Um, so you can check out all of these classes and the rest of the classes that we have through 2023 at gwgci.org forward slash events. Um, <laughs> lots going on. Busy couple months at the GCI side and the ABC side, but now comes my, everyone's uh, 33rd favorite segment of the podcast. It is the news Oops, and the news. It's sponsored by uh, Kenny and Sam's and Patriot Benefit Services. And the featured news of the week is the Excellence in Construction Awards. The 31st annual Excellence in Construction Awards uh, is sponsorships are now available. Plenty of sponsorships. Get your company's name plastered all over the uh, ballroom. There's entertainment sponsors, reception sponsors, presenting sponsor, photography sponsor, general event sponsor. Lots of opportunities. So reach out to carol at abcma.org. Uh, you can click on the link in the newsletter that was sent by Charlie on Monday. Um, we're talking about the Building a Future Scholarships. They were awarded to six students in this academic year, pursuing a construction education. 
We've got three scholarships awarded to students enrolled in a trade apprenticeship program with the GCI, which is great. Congratulations. Two of them pursuing construction management degrees at Wentworth Institute of Technology. So good luck to them. Congratulations. Upcoming events. Uh, we've got the legal roundtable taking place tomorrow, which is edit that out. Uh, Step into safety, which will be Thursday, October 12th at the Woburn office here from five to seven. It's going to be a great Great event. Then the uh, October fence fest, the Joe Kenny fundraiser on October 26th from 4 30 to 7 30 over at Bear Moose Brewing. Then we've got the Excellence in Construction Awards taking place on Thursday, November 2nd from 6 to 9 at the Four Point Shirt in Norwood. Uh, we'll talk about some member updates. Erland completes 167,000 square foot mixed use property in Beverly. Uh, it's, it's a beautiful building. It's a six story mixed use property in the heart of Beverly for developer Beverly Crossing. Got 106 units, an array of amenities, and 9,000 square feet of retail space. Uh, as always, if you want to be a guest on the podcast, you can reach out to me, Mike, at gwgci.org. And if you have news you want to put in the newsletter, you can reach out to communications at abcma.org. Uh, so, Mike, well, yes. Uh, before we get going here, I just wanted to do a quick plug for the local craft championship that's coming up. Yes, please. So uh, Local Craft Championship is coming up on November 18th, 2023. That's a Saturday. Um, so if you would like to compete, you're a GCI student that works for an ABC member company that intend to compete, registration form is up and ready for you. Um, it is free to compete. You just have to let us know that you want to. Um, and so if you would like that information, you can reach out to one of us or just head right to our website. Um, and if you hover over the calendar section on the menu you'll see that there is a local craft championship slash vendor fair 2023 option that you can click on with all of that information with that being said we are doing something new this year it's called a vendor fair which i'm sure everybody's been to um but we're going to hold our own during the local craft championship so right now we are looking for vendors so we do have some signed up which is super exciting um but if you would like to be a vendor so we're looking for local and small businesses um people that have kind of side hustles side gigs crafts those kinds of things if you have a question or you're curious if you would fit well into this um vendor fair shoot me an email i'd be happy to chat with you um but it's 25 dollars for a table for our vendor fair um, and you get some good stuff with that vendor fee too. So if you have questions about that, again, shoot me an email, allison at gwgci.org. And there are sponsorships available too. So um, yeah, all of that information is at that link that I just mentioned. Um, and we'll be talking about it for the next few weeks. So yeah. It'll be awesome. All right. So that's uh, this week's episode. Stay tuned next week. We've got Jim Abbott and Venus Williams on from the ABC Massachusetts Membership Committee. Love it. Like, tag, share, follow, get us on YouTube. Uh, last week's episode with Kayla is crushing it right now. They're way up there in views. But thanks for listening. Talk to you next week. <laughs> <laughs>